Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's technology radio show. Today we're at London's Wearable Technology Show. As well as having a look around the show, we'll be answering your tech questions and helping keep you up to date. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about and we'll do the rest. Here's what we're looking at in today's show. Show 122. A special anniversary for FrequencyCast. We get immersed in a new social media platform. First look at wearable fitness rings. Phones and trackers for your kids. Plus, smartphones and auto-reverse cassettes. First off, here's Pete with the latest tech news. FrequencyCast, now loading news. The tech news headlines for April 2016. And first up, users of pre-2013 Kindles note that from last month, machines on older versions of the Kindle software stopped connecting to the internet. A new version of software is now available, and users had until the 22nd of March to upgrade. If you missed the deadline, like I did, you can still install the update by using a cable connected to your computer and manually installing the update. Next, good news for Barclays and Barclaycard customers. They can finally use Apple Pay for contactless payment on smartphones, iPads and the Apple Watch. Since Apple Pay launched in July 2015, 15 banks and card providers have signed up and Barclays has finally followed suit. And for Android OS users, note that Android Pay, which launched in the US last year, is finally set for a UK launch in the next few months. It will be available for Android users whose smartphones use Android 4.4 or higher and have phones with an NFC chip built in. Next, although there may be an app for that, according to Microsoft, the future isn't the app, it's the bot. The best example of a bot is a digital assistant, such as Microsoft's Cortana or Apple's Siri. Tell the bot what to do and it goes off and does it for you. Cortana is set for an update later this year to make her more clever, and last month Microsoft launched t- and last month Microsoft launched Tay, a chatterbot for Twitter that's already landed them in hot water by releasing racist and sexually charged messages over Twitter. Next, if you're with TalkTalk, you'll now be able to make use of a new security feature to keep your account safe: voice recognition. When you contact TalkTalk, instead of the usual security questions, you'll be able to prove who you are using TalkSafe biometric voice recognition technology. This is reportedly more secure and is capable of recognising more than 100 different characteristics in a person's voice. That includes the shape of the larynx and nasal passage. TalkTalk is the first UK telco to offer this service, and no doubt others will follow suit. And finally, some great April Fools wind-ups this year, but our favourite for 2016 came from none other than Auntie Beeb. We're excited to announce our latest innovation. BBC Store Video. For every purchase you make on BBC Store, we'll send you a VHS copy direct to your door. When we saw the vinyl revival, we knew it was time for a video cassette. Rewind. I'm so excited that VHS is back. It's like seeing an old friend again. VHS cleaning tapes at the ready. We just love to see good old video coming back. 
Thanks very much, Pete. For more tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequencycast, now loading. Focus. Well, Kelly, Frequencycast number 122. And there are two very special things about today's show. First of all, we're out and about. We're not stuck in the studio. We're exploring. Where are we? We're at the Wearable Tech Show. In London, having fun. The other thing is, do you know what today's date is as far as frequency cast is concerned? No. Is this the date that we launched? We launched exactly 10 years ago. Wow! That's showing your age. I discovered that purely by accident. I was doing some work on the website and I looked and realised that actually April 2006, before your time, that was when Carl was on board uh, actively uh, doing, doing bits and pieces with us, but 10 years ago it was, why don't we start one of those newfangled podcast things? And now we've turned into an award-winning technology show that's uh, syndicated across the world. Welcome to Frequency Cast. My name's Carl, and here's our resident technologist, Pete. Hi there. So, Pete, tell us a little bit about this uh, Frequency Cast. Okay, it's a brand new podcast that's been put together by the team behind the UK broadcasting site radioandtelly.co.uk. Our plan is to try and cover a whole range of technologies, including digital TV and radio, internet, mobile phones, PDAs, and handheld sat-nav equipment. And how often are you intending on doing this? I think we should try and aim to do this about once a month, but we are really going to be looking to your feedback. So the entire show's led by feedback, is it? Absolutely, and that's where we want people listening to this podcast to get in touch. My God, I wasn't even like legally able to go out and drink then. So there you go, a bit of history, and what better way of doing it than looking at some of the things that are going to be potentially the next... Uh, future devices. Now we've got a list of things that we're going to tackle at this show, we're just sitting here about to dive in and get into it, but there's all sorts of stuff. We've seen uh, wearable uh, bracelets are fairly common, but this is wearable rings, might be quite interesting. Fancy wearing a ring? Yeah, I don't mind wearing a ring, I guess it depends how clumpy it is and how well it fits. Uh, Lots of virtual reality headsets and uh, things like Google Glass, so uh, the the world around you virtually. Lots of wearable clothing, stuff embedded into your clothing that could be uh, potentially quite exciting. Uh, Anything on the list of things that you've seen that uh, might actually interest you? Well, there's a lot of questionable things on the list, Pete. Um, Slightly concerned. There's, I mean, there seems to be so many fitness-related gadgets again. Well, we're going to dive in and see what we can find. And uh, as we wander around the show, we'll play little snippets of what we've discovered. Does that sound fair? That sounds fab. Now, I very nearly walked straight past this particular stand. I looked at this. It looked like a watch. I'm thinking this is wearable fitness tracking. I uh, was just about to walk on when Colleen collared me and said, you need to come and look at this. And boy, I'm so glad we did. Colleen, what am I looking at here? You're looking at the UK's coolest wearable mobile phone and tracker made just for children, ages between 5 and 10. I'm a parent myself of two kids, and all I want is basically less stress, peace of mind. I don't want to, like, I want to save my voice from screaming their names, trying to look for them, you know, if they get lost um, in a large space or crowded space. I can call them, and they can call me. So the kid wants to make a call. How easy is it for them to do that? It's extremely easy. It's um, basically two buttons on the watch, very simple. One to call mum, one to call dad, or any two people that the parents wish the child to call. So they can't run up a huge bill by phoning their mates, but they can uh, just 
call home and say where they are. Wonderful. And it acts as a watch as well, I'm assuming? It does, yes. The children can tell time on it. And we just wanted to do exactly that. We want the child to be able to use it during their activities. We want them to see what time it is when they have to go home for dinner. And um, we want it so that, you know, it doesn't actually catch anyone's eye, you know, so it doesn't get stolen. Excellent. Now, you mentioned tracking. So you've got the kids, they've wandered off somewhere. This does some tracking. How does that work? Is that, uh, is that GPS? Yes. Well, we do use GPS because that's great for outdoor tracking. And we use um, what's called location-based services. So in order to make the location even more precise, it uses a signal from the cell towers. But in addition to that, we've also included Wi-Fi tracking as a feature as well. So when your child is indoors, you will also know where they are. And especially when they've come home and you have Wi-Fi at home, then you'll know they're safe. And you mentioned the SIM card when we were talking just before the interview. So that's the classic problem, isn't it? You're out and about, no cell signal. What happens in that situation? So what we've done is um, we've worked with um, a few companies. So instead of using one mobile network, we actually use O2, EE and Vodafone. So the watch captures the strongest signal out of the three. And the one thing that we found is that with families, we love to travel you know, to France, Italy for summer holidays. So the watch plan actually includes free roaming in most of the countries in the EU. We want families to take this watch and stay connected with their children when they're on holidays. And uh, rechargeable via USB by the looks of it? Yes, that's correct. Wonderful. We don't really um, see it as you know a parent using it to track their child minute by minute. That's not really the point of the watch. We want the watch just, be a, just to be a way for the parents to have greater peace of mind to know that if they wanted to contact the child or if their child needed to call, you know, to ask to bring lunch to school because they forgot it, then this is, you know, this is what it's for. Okay, so USB chargeable. What sort of uh, battery life would you get from one of these? We've worked actually really hard to try to extend the battery life. We don't want the child to be using it for half a day, an activity, and suddenly everything turns off. On a full charge with normal usage, the battery itself lasts for four days. I'm lucky if I get four hours out of my smartphone, aren't you, Kelly? Tell me about it. And to be honest, I'm really lucky if I have constant signal as well. I'd really like one of those sims. Well, if uh, you fancy being tracked, Kelly, we can uh, try one out on you for a bit. Oh, well, that seems convenient for you, Pete. <laughs> so if someone wants to get one of these, um, where would they go to find uh, more information? Yes, um, we're out um, online at www.tech64.com. That's 64 in letters. Retailing at £99 and with the um, monthly, the lowest monthly plan at £9 per month. So that includes 30 minutes of voice and free roaming in the EU. Wearable Tech 2016, fascinating show. What we've just tried is a social network interaction with virtual reality, which kind of, when you first think about it, shouldn't work. But when you actually do it, it does. And uh, the gent that just showed us this said, there's no point in me explaining how it works. Sit there, put those on. So we've basically sat there on two stools and interacted socially in virtual reality. I must admit, you looked very good. Uh, you had a beard in the avatar I was looking at, and I had red fingernails, so uh, I think our character uh, avatars need a bit of a tweak. Did I really? I didn't even know that. Oh, that's, that's embarrassing. I looked down and thought I saw a dress. I obviously got that entirely wrong. The VR that we've done before has been your typical sort of roller coaster or, you know, spooky ghost train or something along those lines. But this is your sitting, and the great thing was you're sitting around a campfire, potentially with friends, either close to you or around the world. So the idea is you can sit down and 3D interact with an avatar of someone else. How did you actually find it? Apart from the ones that involved any form of heights, I think I may have felt better about those if my feet were on the ground, but then I felt too scared to try and work out where the ground was. 
but past that point absolutely fine we were set at the uh, the north pole yeah. uh, we were on the international space station that was fun yeah i mean the, for me the best part was the fact that you could see each other breathing like that's quite mad Yes, at the North Pole, you could see the cold air coming out of the mouths. That's very, very well done. And I have to say, I'm not just saying it because uh, the company's uh, watching me doing this interview at the moment, but that is the best example of VR actually being useful and a decent representation of what people look like. Yeah, I, I've had no interest in it, really, until this kind of point where I, I have so many friends and family in various places around the world and you never really feel like you you get a good chance to communicate with them and this is a really lovely opportunity. Can you see some potential here? I see some potential here. Now you're the cynic so if you're keen <laughs> there's potential. I know that's true. I'm Julian Price, I'm the Chief Marketing Officer from VTime and we're the world's first sociable network in mobile VR so you can meet up with your friends and family as Kelly said from all over the world uh, and uh, you can socialise and actually I was really pleased with what she just said because she's got it in one there uh, this technology is really a lot of people criticise virtual reality and say it's ruining communication and all that sort of stuff we very much believe this is an enabling technology to allow us to do what we've done since the dawn of time sit around a campfire and chat or sit at the North Pole and chat but to do it with friends and family from wherever they actually are in the world. So to us, it's a, a liberating, enabling, encompassing technology. It's not something that gets in the way. And looking at the technology that we're experiencing here, so effectively we've just got mobile phones strapped to our faces. This isn't some sort of Oculus Rift massive computer programming thing. You could just use your ordinary mobile phone plugged into your headset and then you're linking up. How are you actually doing the linking and how, how does it all hang together? Okay, so we made a very, very conscious decision uh, to start VTime at the mobile phone end of the market. And the reason is really simple. Mobile phones using headsets are going to be most people's first experience of virtual reality because, as you just rightly said, of the cost uh, compared to a dedicated thing like a Rift or a PSVR. So what we do is you download the app onto your mobile phone, you put it into either a dedicated headset like a, a Samsung Gear VR or a cardboard headset for most phones. Uh, and then over 3G or 4G or Wi-Fi, it just connects through to the internet automatically. You have a full friends management system, just like Facebook allows you to seek friends, find friends, make friends. And then you can join up with them or people at random uh, and sit and chat and socialize uh, from anywhere in the world. Wow, so really your existing mobile phone and a cardboard headset you could get onto this service. Absolutely, there's a phrase that I don't like too much, which is it's a passport to the metaverse. The real beauty of using virtual reality to do this thing we've always done, which is chat, is that you can do it in places you could never go uh, and do things you could never do. So we want to use the technology to allow you to experience those things, but to do what you would normally do. So the North Pole, the space station, uh, in the future, places like under the water, you know, all kinds of places that you would never normally go, but you can meet there and, and chat with your friends. Well, very, very good. And presumably uh, you're developing lots more environments that people could uh, dive into? Since we launched at the end of December, we've been adding a couple of new destinations every week. We're going to keep adding functionality, so you're going to be able to make your avatar look more like you, uh, more clothing, this thing about picture sharing. This is really, really early days for us, but as I said at the start, I'm the marketing guy here, and I'm a really lazy marketing guy, and I believe the easiest thing to sell is something somebody wants. So we've put it out in early access, kind of alpha stage, really, to already tens of thousands of users out there using it, but we're listening to what they say, and we're going to prioritize our development to give people what they actually want. 
you said sociable network as opposed to social. I noticed the uh, yeah. subtle change there. Is that the aim is that you build up a sociable community and uh, try and sort of grow your own online community? That, that's exactly the aim, yes. And as I say, we've only been out 10 weeks. We've got tens of thousands of active users in over 150 different countries already. So yes, we, we're building this community. Uh, we want this community to look after itself, to police itself and to grow. Uh, and yeah, the, the difference between sociable and social is important to us because we are sociable. We are about talking and chatting and sharing in real time, not in the way that social networks are brilliant, but they're horrible word again, asynchronous. You know, you go on, you do something, two hours later somebody goes on, does something and so on and so on. That doesn't work so well in virtual reality and there's no point in just taking an existing model, a paradigm like a, a social network and just sort of plonking it into virtual reality. You don't gain anything from the technology. What we've tried to do is create a, a sociable network that, that makes the most of the technology. Is it part of the plan that you could uh, maybe have online meetings? Indeed, and that's already been happening. Uh, we have destinations like, uh, as I said, the beauty of virtual reality is you can go anywhere, do anything. You can own anything, so you can have your own private jet in V-Time, uh, and you can go aboard the private jet. It's more of a business-type environment, and you can hold a private business meeting in there. Even now, people are doing that. We know they are. This is one of those things that you've kind of got to see to understand. If somebody listening to this wants to actually sort of give this a go, is there uh, an easy route in? Oh yeah, very easy route. Uh, it's free to download and free to use. So let me say, if you have a, a Samsung phone or an S6 or an S7 or something like that, and you have a Gear VR headset, then on your phone you'll have the Oculus Store. You will find us in the Oculus Store, free to download, free to use, set up your account, off you go. If you have a high-end Android phone and you search for VTime Cardboard, you'll find us in the Google Play Store. Uh, where you get your normal apps from and we're free to download and free to use again. Very, very soon uh, we're going to be available on iOS Apple devices, so the iPhones. Uh, yesterday we were announced as a launch title for PlayStation VR when that launches in October this year, so we'll be on that at launch. And we'll also be on the Rift and the Vive when they launch. So by the end of this year, you'll be able to V-time with your friends and family from any device that you would use for virtual reality. But in the short term, yes, mobile phones, simple to download, simple to use, and I can't tell you strongly enough how much we want user feedback, how much we want people's suggestions, how much we want their criticisms, their good points, their bad points, because we're desperate to develop the thing that really is wanted by people. I'm going to turn back to Kelly now. There are occasions where we do our show and we're not actually together. How would you fancy recording on one of our shows uh, virtually? Could that be fun? Oh, that'd be interesting. We could invite some uh, select listeners in to join us. Well, that's not actually a completely daft idea. That might be worth giving that a go. Is that something we could try, perhaps? It's absolutely something you can try, and we're on the verge of doing something very similar in the US. So basically, the two of you could be in V-Time, and your listeners could drop into V-Time, into the same session with you, and they could talk about it. And very soon, again, we never put times on this, we're going to have a thing called spectate mode. So as well as the four of you who are in the session, the rest of your listeners will be able to watch through a web browser or anything else. So they'll be able to watch the interview as it's going on. And as I say, they'd be able to drop in and out. And we're just at currently organizing doing that with some very big celebrities over in the US. 
uh, and it's an ideal opportunity to do celebrity interviews or sports interviews or that sort of stuff and allow people to actually be in the fourth chair, to be part of that interview. Kelly, we're going to have to give that a go, aren't we? That sounds amazing. Thank you very much for that. Give us a, a quick shout out for the web address where we can uh, find out more information about this. OK, you'll find everything you need to know at www.vtime.net. Hi, this is Susie Perry and you're listening to Frequency Cast, the UK TV and tech podcast. We're constantly going around and seeing numerous fitness trackers and bands and watches and you've got so many of them, but I just can't wear things around my wrist. So what I have here is a, is a ring, quite chunky, and it seems to look at your heart rate and sleep patterns. What is it that I'm actually looking at? I'm Hannu Kinnunen, I'm the Chief Scientific Officer at Aura. We really make these rings that measure your sleep and your daily activity and we put together all this information into a readiness call, how ready you are for the challenges of, of the beginning day. Fantastic, and it seems to do it all together. It shows you how ready you are for your day, whether you're likely to have a, a fit day or a lazy day in comparison to how much you've slept, is that right? Yes, and in addition to, to sleep, we take into account the previous day and the past two weeks, and, and also your body temperature and resting heart rate. Fantastic, and I, I heard that this all kind of started via Kickstarter, is that correct? Yes, we ran a, a successful uh, Kickstarter campaign in August and we raised uh, uh, $650,000 with the campaign. Fantastic. Now, it seems quite a simple thing to charge as well. You just place it in the charger and it's a very simple kind of USB straight in. Um, and how long's the battery life? Yeah, the, it, it depends a little bit how long you sleep because uh, sleep is so important that we uh, spend most of, the, most of the battery energy to, to measure sleep uh, uh, accurately. So, so so it typically lasts two to three days and nights. Uh, or you can actually charge it daily, like, like 15 to 20 minutes in a day. So for someone like me who barely sleeps, who only gets a few hours, it's probably going to last even longer. Yes, but, but, but uh, when you actually start using the ring, maybe uh, you decide to sleep a little bit longer. Of course. Well, I definitely think this is something for me. Um, and if it is for other people as well, where can they get some more information? Okay, visit our website, oraring.com. You will see a lot of more information. Fantastic. And just to spell that, aura is O-U-R-A.com. Right, Hanu, can you do me a favour? Yes. I'd like you to witness this. Excuse me, I'm just going to get down on one knee, Kelly. No, you're not. Would you, Kelly, please wear this ring? I will. I was very worried then, Pete. There was a whole down on one knee, everything. That's too much. So there we go, Kelly. An incredibly busy day at London's XL for wearable tech, also with augmented reality tech, all in one place. Fascinating show. It's kept us very busy. What are the highlights for you, Kelly? Well, my feet are hurting and I could have done with some of these nice sensors that are in trainers at the moment and telling your feet where they need to put their weight. Um, that, was, that was a nice one. A lot of that today, actually. A lot of that. A lot of fitness tracking, which uh, we kind of expect. But what's interesting at this kind of show is this is what's coming next. Some of these things that aren't actually out yet. 
So we're seeing stuff before it becomes uh, the next thing, which is great. And things do look like products, but they just haven't necessarily made it to the real world yet. So a lot of fascinating things around the corner. We're actually sitting in a corner at the moment. You're charging your phone wirelessly, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, um, after a full day of taking lots of pictures of you in um, hilarious... I was about to say positions, but now that sounds bad. My phone battery has well and truly died. So, yeah, my phone is now being wirelessly charged by air charge. So there you go. You've had a good day today? I've had a lovely day, as always with you, Pete. Oh, lovely. Thank you very much. And uh, you do realise that the, uh, the tweet of me putting that ring on your finger is a legally binding contract, don't you? I don't, since when has a tweet ever been a legally binding contract? You did say yes, though. Oh, yeah, I did say yes. But as you said, it was short-lived. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Interaction for show 122. We're sitting down having a bit of lunch at the Wearable Tech Show and we're going to do your questions and your feedback over lunch because that's quite civilised, isn't it? It is, though. You're stopping me from eating, so I'm partially grumpy. Well, uh, well uh, I'm reading out the answers. You can have a bite to eat. Uh, first off, we do want to say a big thanks to uh, the people that uh, donated in the last show for the first time. We said if you, uh, if you love FrequencyCast and you want to show your support, make a little donation for us. And we set up a page, FrequencyCastCo.uk slash donate. Thanks very much to those of you that did, including... Yes, thank you to Ray Bosley, Simon Kirkman, Dennis Thomas, Andrew Cox and Martin McKay. Really means a lot. And uh, please do show your support and keep us on the air. That would be uh, much appreciated. And uh, we've got plenty of questions. The uh, last show, Kelly, you might remember we took some photos and did some Snapchat. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> we merged our faces. Well, here's the feedback we got. Paul Risling came up on Facebook and said, very glamorous, and I don't mean you, Pete. <laughs> How funny. And these two here? And Richard um, Parslow said, weird, and Michael Johnson said, scary. I don't know who's more scary, you or me, Kelly. I don't know. I mean, the, the general your face on my face is all a bit odd. Very, very odd. Uh, we heard from Steve Munich uh, via Facebook. He said... Kelly, it's always great to hear your podcasts, 73s and 88s. For you amateur radio people out there. And uh, several other questions and uh, comments came through. We talked about the uh, Topfield 5800. You remember that one you really struggled through that was all the words and numbers and abbreviations. Dan Thomas got in touch uh, to help out with the uh, re possible replacement for the Topfield 5800. And to add quite a few extra... <laughs> abbreviations and numbers yes he said um, I used Topfield PVRs for many years and because they are no longer sold in the UK I did extensive research for alternatives I bought a Humax HDR 2000T and love it you can plug in a USB pen drive and copy off recordings and it also has built-in access to BBC iPlayer via your Wi-Fi of course there is also a strong Humax community offering support. So there you go, hopefully a possible replacement for the old uh, Topfield 5800 uh, PVR. Uh, we also heard from Andy in Thamesmead. This was following up from a piece on Marshmallow, the update to uh, Android. Uh, what did uh, Andy have to say? He says, as my first smartphone, a Google Nexus S, was showing its age, I bought a Motorola Moto G 3rd edition back in September. 
After a long hard look on the internet, I found what I wanted. As I specifically wanted a dual SIM model, I had to import one from India via eBay. After about three weeks, DHL came knocking at my door and after paying £18 duty, I got a shiny new dual SIM Moto G 3rd edition. It's now had the Marshmallow update and it's amazing. The absolute best bit is speaking your search requests into Google to do a search. I must admit I love that. I'm getting more into uh, using voice to uh, do searches and things like that. I uh, do it on, uh, on my Apple using Siri. Very, very handy. Uh, next we heard from Kevin Breen. He asked, is Discovery, the TV channel, on Freeview or do you have to pay? This is a fairly easy one. It's not on Freeview, but it is on Sky, Virgin and BT, as well as Talk Talk and Now TV. So lots of different ways that uh, you can get uh, Discovery. Next we heard from Darren Nay. He says, after months of thinking about getting a new mobile, I decided to move to Apple and get an iPhone 5S to replace my well over two-year-old Nexus 4. I was wondering if you could do a review of, say, the top... 10 mobile apps that you use. For me, it's Facebook, a weather app, Last FM, Spotify, SoundHound, TuneIn Radio, Map My Walk, Email, Amazon, and Groupon. Lots of different uh, apps there. Yeah, maybe that's something we'll do for the next show is actually talk through what apps we use on our smartphones and what which ones we can't live without. Oh, gosh, okay. Yeah, we can do that. I might quickly delete some and add some new ones in that make me sound a little bit more interested. I was wondering what you were going to delete there for a minute. <laughs> no, it's not, that, it's not quite that bad. It's not quite that bad. OK, brilliant idea for the next show there, Darren. Thank you very much. And uh, we also heard from Chris Harrison. He says, if I plug the router into one power line adapter and a printer into another adapter in another room, can I then print wirelessly from my laptop or does this also need an adapter? The quick answer to this one is yes. If your router supports Wi-Fi, your laptop can connect to the router. No problem at all. The laptop will see the printer and print through even though it's connected via power line. So very handy little bit of technology. And uh, finally for the show, Peter Howev, one of our regulars, got in touch. He pointed out something we ought to look at on YouTube. Yes, Peter says it's worth watching. It's a demo of Akai's first cassette tape auto-reverse system. His channel Techmoan is good to watch also. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch, Peter, and uh, we'll put the link up on our show notes. So, thank you very much for listening from us here at Wearable Tech. Thank you for your feedback. Several ways you can get in touch if you want to talk to us or send us your messages. Yes, you can call us and leave us a voicemail. The number is 0208 133 Or you can send us a text message on 07882 543 or you can email us via the Contact Us button on our site. We will see you on the next show. Have fun and happy tech. Bye. Frequency Cast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.